0: Welcome to our newsfeed today with me, Eric Katharina, a professional in these areas and Shivani who got a diploma for science and is the youngest to get that diploma. Let's give them an awesome welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you, Google, for inviting us on this show. I'm very happy to be here with my partner.
0: Hello, I'm very pleased to be here. So me and my partner have done a project which is going two different countries, earthquakes to see what is similar and different.
1: So let's kick it off with introducing our country. So I was researching the Japan earthquake, which is a HIC country and has experienced earthquakes before.
0: And I was researching about the Indonesian earthquake, which is a low-income country. And we have been studying this topic for nine months now.
1: For the earthquake that happened in Japan, the earthquake had struck in the Pacific Ocean. The cities I'm mainly focusing on our Sunday in Tokyo. According to usatoday.com, nearly 16,000 people were killed. More than 2,600 are still listed as missing. Also based on BBC.com news, earthquake, tsunami, and nuclear crisis. Wait, no.
0: <laughs> According Wait, to no.
1: BBC.com news, 500,000 people were made homeless by the earthquake, tsunami, and nu- and the nuclear crisis. But I'm going to try to focus mostly on talking about the earthquake After the earthquake, the freezing winds, hail storms, and thick snow, the latest threats to 430,000 survivors of northern Japan's disaster. After a massive earthquake and other disasters, many people made homeless are now facing icy weather with temperatures forecast to plunge to minus 5 degrees Celsius, 23 degrees Fahrenheit. This information was given by TheGuardian.com. In the first hours, After the earthquake, a large number of rescue workers and 100,000 members members of the Japanese Self-Defense Force were to assemble so they could deal with the area. Several countries sent search teams. Major international NGOs such as the Red Cross gave money and material support to Japan. In the result of the disaster, several hundred thousand people were in shelters, often with limited supplies. Slowly, many people were able to find other places to stay in the Tohoku area. Some people were still in hundreds of shelters in the region. Two years after the disaster, some people still remained in emergency centers, c- centers, according to www.nippon.com. Based on BBC News, Japan says it will take 25 trillion yen. I will say in dollars, so some of you have a better understanding.
0: And yen is the money they
1: have. Yeah, yen is like the currency they have in Japan. 200 wait, yeah, so like I'm gonna Japan said it would take 25 trillion yen to like rebuild the buildings stuff. So I'm gonna say in dollars 240,361,250,000 dollars to rebuild. Did I say it right? Yeah. To rebuild the country after a deadly earthquake. Now I will hand the mic over to my pet now.
0: I picked the earthquake that happened in Indonesia, which is a low-income country, and for my study, the earthquake had struck in the Indian Ocean off the northern tip of the island Sumatra, and the earthquake happened in 2004, 26th of December at 7.59 a.m. The boundaries that caused the earthquake that were standing around were the Indian and the oceanic plate. The magnitude Richter scale was 9.2, and the epicenter of the earthquake was located in the Indian Ocean close to the northern coast of Sumatra. The country is urban and the latest information given for the density per square kilometer was in 2018, giving us the information of 147.77 people. In 2018, according to the country's National Disaster Relief Coordination Agency, around 130,000 people were dead and 37,000 people were missing. The number of homeless were around 655.00 according to the Aberdeen weather program. Aberdeen. The er- Aberdeen. Aberdeen. <laughs> program. The weather, or the degrees weather, yeah, was really hot and it was up to 50 degrees, which is insanely hot. And after the earthquake and tsunami hit, it got down to 30 degrees with the water temperatures being 2 degrees, making it even colder. And NGOs were around the area ready for the earthquake to hit, as well as the leading tsunami, and um, to evacuate some people to safety. They got money sent for rebuildings as well as for farmers, and they got they also got sent blankets and pillows for camps set up after people were evacuated. They weren't either able to rebuild buildings because of low amount of money. Some people had to had seen the earthquakes on television as well as social media and also sent money from devices so they could rebuild their buildings and so they would have enough money for food and survivors um they got sent money from ngos like i said and people who were donating for the recovery from online but they did they couldn't really rebuild a lot of buildings because of the low amount of money even though there were a lot of donators they didn't have enough money to rebuild every building and people and help her payout bills. Most people, they put most people back to their home safely after that with food and everything needed. And that's it. Now let's see the differences and similarities of these two earthquakes.
1: Good idea, Egg.
0: Can you please say Ek?
1: Good idea, Ek. Thank you.
0: The similarities for the pre earthquake response was that everyone was very frightened of what was going on around them.
1: Oh, yeah, and NGOs were around the area ready for the earthquake to strike so they could help people when they were in need of it. The differences were that in HIC country, most modern buildings were supported with shock absorbers that allowed the structure to move with the earth rather than against it. Most surroundings were quake-resistant. Quake is earthquake you know, like in a little slangy term, but whatever. Technically, earthquake in a uh, shorter. Yeah, yeah quake. Um, where it was like most surroundings were earthquake resistant, but do like but they do sway around violently, but probably stay upright. They had school, and the kids knew what to do because they had experienced earthquakes before.
0: For the low-income country, they didn't afford buildings with earthquake resilience supplies to make sure buildings stayed upright and for people they didn't have enough money, couldn't afford medical and safety supplies. The similarities for the post-earthquake response was that a lot of people had been dislocated from their homes and countries had sent
1: over money. A lot of search and rescue teams had arrived to help with the rubble. Rubble is like when you know when the Sorry, when the earthquake strikes and then the like buildings shatter and there are a lot of um, remains remains after the buildings, you know. So that's like the rub- rubble. So the so like a lot of search teams came and helped people, like because like people were stuck under the buildings and stuff. So the differences were that in the HIC country, when people had been dislocated from their homes, they were in public housings or private homes. Several countries helped the HIC countries, which were Australia, China, India, and New Zealand, by sending search chains. And there were a lot more countries, but I am not saying them.
0: The differences for the low-income country was that people were in camps and tents. Um, tents... Whereas the high income country had public and private housing, which were neither neater and more well maintained. Mm-hmm. Thank
1: you for this wonderful information, guys. Hopefully, the viewers learned something from the podcast.
0: It's, it's a, a pleasure, pleasure for having us you. here,
1: Google.